Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Chain, your announcer for the Palm Sunday. Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service today is Mrs. Susan Sinager playing the organ. Today's order of service is at www.trinity1874.com. The radio broadcast for today is sponsored by St. John's Lutheran Church, Stones Prairie, and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as together we worship Him. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to this, the beginning of the most important and special week of the entire church year. This is Palm Sunday, and of course, this begins Holy Week, and uh, begins with Palm Sunday, continues with a three-service, or at least a... um, a three-part service that is at the end of this week. The first part of the service is, of course, Holy Thursday or Maundy Thursday. The second part of that service is Good Friday, and then, of course, uh, the culmination and the exciting conclusion to that service, which is Easter Sunday. Uh, Please be tuning in for those this week, 7 p.m. for both Maundy Thursday and Good Friday, and then 10 a.m. for Easter morning. And as we begin, I want to share with you something that I read this week from the author that I like to quote quite a bit. His name is Chad Bird. And with regards to Palm Sunday, uh, Chad writes this. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem, the crowds morphed into a choir. Hosanna to the Son of David, they sang. This Hebrew word is more prayer than exclamation. It means, oh, save now. And wrap your brain around this. The root of the word save is yasha, which is also the root of the Hebrew word, which is also the root of the Hebrew name of Jesus, Yeshua, which means Yahweh saves. So in shouting, O save now, to the Savior himself, it's like they're saying, Jesus, us, now, we pray. Do for us who you are. And so he does. Jesus is God's answer to Hosanna. And so we begin... Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. Most Most merciful God, God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, Have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue by singing our opening hymn, All Glory, Laud, and Honor. It's number 442 in your hymnal. We will sing verses 1 through 3, number 442. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors. That the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors. That the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord 
for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection. Through the same, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading for this Palm Sunday is taken from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 50. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught, that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. Morning by morning he awakens, he awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, I turned not backward. I gave my back to those who strike, and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid hid not my face from disgrace and spitting, but the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been dis... Therefore, I have not been dis... Graced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me, who will declare me guilty. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Christ entered once for all into the holy places by means of his own blood. Thus securing an eternal redemption. Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant. So that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. The epistle reading for this morning is taken from Philippians chapter 2. This is also the sermon text for this morning. The Apostle Paul writes this. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, 
and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 27th chapter, and actually I'm going to be changing that for this morning. It's the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. From Matthew chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell him that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while Others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the gospel of our Lord. We sing our next hymn, the hymn of the day, Hosanna, loud Hosanna. It's number 443 in your hymnal, number 443.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, the epistle text for this morning. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So far the text for this morning. And so it is on this day that we celebrate our Lord's triumphal entry. He has just raised Lazarus back to life, and as such, a large crowd has been following him ever since then. There is another crowd in Jerusalem that hears that Jesus is coming, and they also go out to meet him. And the crowd coming out to meet him have palms in their hands. Now, palms were an emblem of victory, and the people at Jerusalem this day see Jesus as the one who will achieve this victory, but not in the way that Jesus will actually and really do it. They see him, they see him as the military conqueror who will rule over them once again as a king on a throne with a kingdom. But Jesus, as he so often does, does something that the people do not expect. He rides into town not on a horse, not on a, on, a, on a great war horse, but on a donkey. And there are two important things about that. Number one is that if a man rides into town on a horse, it means that he is either going to war or is coming back from war. If a man rides into town on a donkey, it is a symbol of peace. And number two, Jesus is thereby fulfilling the Old Testament prophecy from Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Again, it says, Rejoice, O greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. By saying nothing, Jesus has sent a message that was louder than any words that he could have spoken. Your king has come, and he brings not war, but peace. Jesus has come to this city, not looking for war, not looking to stir the crowds into a frenzy, but to do that which the Father has sent him to do. The soon-to-be-executed has willingly come to the city where his execution will take place. Why? Because as Paul points out in his letter, because Jesus was being obedient to his Father. He was on his way to carry out 
the plan, the mission that his father had sent him to do. Again, from our text, verses 6 through 8, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus once said that no one takes my life from me. I lay it down when I choose to do so. And so the obedience of Jesus is what brought him to the city that day. Jesus knew where his father was taking him. He knew and saw how this whole thing was going to end. But the same cannot be said of his disciples, his friends, those who were closest to him. We sometimes forget that on that day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem that his disciples were with him. They too were being obedient to their Lord. But unlike Jesus, they didn't really know what was waiting for them. And their obedience was a little bit different. To be sure, Jesus had told them several times that the Christ must suffer and die, and on the third day be raised back to life. But the Bible says that they never really understood it. They never understood what Jesus meant when he said that. We find out in verse 16 of our text that even when Jesus comes into Jerusalem, as the spitting image of the prophecy that they have all been told about, they still did not understand. They didn't really know what obedience to Jesus meant for them as they traveled with him into the city that day. Peter was certainly there. Impetuous Peter, who had been heard saying things like this, Even if all fall away on account of you, Lord, I never will. And still another time he is quoted as saying, Even if I die with you, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And yet it was Peter who was outside bitterly weeping after denying his Lord the third and final time. And then there was Thomas, doubting Thomas as he came to later be known, who after saying to the rest of the disciples right before coming to Jerusalem, Thomas said, let let us also go, that we may die with him. He was not only one of the disciples who was locked up in the house after Jesus' death, but he refused to believe in the reports of his resurrection as well until he actually touched Jesus with his own hands. And so at this point, Allow me to just address the elephant that is in the room. You and I stink at being obedient. We're not the child of God that we should be. We fail at being the father, the mother, the son, or daughter that God calls us to be. We fail at being the husband that God calls us to be. We fail at being the wife that God calls us to be. We fail at being the friend to others that God calls us to be. 
We fail at being the grandparent that God calls us to be. We fail at explaining everything about our neighbor in the kindest way. We fail at seeking first the kingdom of God. We have fallen back into sin again and again and again. We have coveted, we have lusted, we have completely and utterly failed. We stink at being obedient. But as I was, but as I was reminded th- this week, this is why our Father in heaven is perfect. Because He never fails. And in His perfection as our Father, He sent His only begotten Son who was obedient to Him. Obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And there on the cross, the Father took His Son and put upon Him every failure that we have ever done. And then He dies. And when He died, our failures died with Him. And then, with his last dying breath, Jesus speaks the sweetest words ever uttered by a fail to live as children of God. Jesus put them to death. And when he said those words, when he said those words, it is finished. He literally spoke into existence the entire purpose of his life. That the God who created all things, the God who created you, refused to let you be mired in your sin. He refused to let your life be a failure. He refused to allow the guilt that comes with our failure, both of a guilty conscience and the guilty verdict of death. He refused to let it have any mastery over you, and instead... Instead, He washed you as a baptized child of God, set you upright, and told you this, See, I made you new because I finished your tainted life and have given you a new one in which you and I are forever united. And this is why, my friends, Jesus became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. This is why he rode into Jerusalem, the place of his death where he knew that his adversaries were waiting for him, where he knew that only death waited for him. And so what drove him there, you ask? His love for you which is so big and grand and brilliant that it is beyond what our minds can think of. It is beyond what our minds have the capacity to do. It can only be seen. It is only seen in the Son of God who hangs on a cross and dies so that the mission is finished and then in triumphal majesty walked out of his own tomb. So that all things, everything, is made new. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
We continue this morning by reciting the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead, and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray this morning for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and leading us to wherever it is that we happen to be so that we may worship you, so that we may be served by your holy word. Lord, we pray that you would remind us this week that though we fail, And we fail miserably at living up to the standard that you have called us to be, that you have commanded us to do. Lord, we thank you that as our Heavenly Father, that you are perfect. We thank you that you sent your perfect Son to be the perfect atoning sacrifice for our sin. Lord, we thank you that you refused. You utterly refused to let us continue to be mired in our sin You utterly refused to let our life be full of failures, and those failures only leading to death. We thank you, Lord, that because of the death of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and who also walked out of his own tomb, that we, each day, as baptized children of God, have been washed in the blood of the Lamb and have been made new, And each day as we arise, we are a new creation united in Christ. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, those who battle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery, those who find themselves confined to their homes for Whatever reason, we lift up all those on our health list for Melba and for Landreth, for Janice and Carol, Ethel, Joan, Steve, Becky, Bob, Curdy, Bob, Dotson, Bob, Yelenek, Gary, Deegan, Gary, Magruder, Emma Conklin, Brenda, for Wayne Towers, for Rose Marie, for John Alexander, for John Eden, for Debbie, Mary. Lisa, Catherine, for Joe, Judy, Louise, Ruth, 
Dana, Dennis Knaust, Little Sutton Grace for Margaret Holly, for Norma Kaiser, for Roy Oberman, for Florine Towers, and for Karen Schmedeke. And for all those, Lord, that we name before you who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, that we name before you in our hearts. Heavenly and perfect Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, and if it be your will, heal them completely. Use the trials and challenges that they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, we give you thanks for the many blessings that you have given to your servant, Marjorie Harris, who is celebrating 85 years of life. Father, we, th- we give you thanks, especially for bestowing on her length of days in this present life. Grant that she may always know your loving kindness. Abide in the confession of your name and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May this celebration of her birth be a celebration of life both now and the life yet to come. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all of the brave men and women who serve in the armed forces, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Lord, we thank you that you will send your angels to watch over them, to protect them against all harm. Strengthen and encourage them so that they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we continue to reach out to you during this time of national crisis. We enter yet another week where this virus has caused so many to be affected by it. Be with all those who have been diagnosed with it. Be with their families as they tend to their Loved ones, be with the brave healthcare professionals who continue to tend to the ill at their own great personal risk. Protect all who have not yet been infected and keep them safe. Heavenly Father, calm any, any fears that we have and uplift our faith. Preserve your holy church and give us an extra measure of your grace, using us to help others as we are able. Keep us all mindful that in the midst of chaos that you are still in control of all things, that you still love us, that your loving kindness never ceases to end. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities. Heavenly Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Help them make decisions during these days that are for the good of your people. Keep us mindful of your command that we support and speak well of them. Lord, in your mercy. 
Lord Jesus, we offer up to you a special prayer of thanksgiving for the healing work shown to Judy Lady. And we celebrate with her that the most recent tests show no signs of the cancer that had afflicted her. Continue to uplift her as she recovers. May her life always be a reflection of her confession of faith in the one true God, the God who answers prayer. Lord, in your mercy. Today we praise you as the God of all creation. Spring, a time of new life and new beginnings. Bless all those who work this land, that raise that raise live stock, which you have entrusted to their care. Protect them against all harm and accidents. Keep them healthy. Let us ever be mindful of the responsibility of stewardship of your creation, making this a bountiful year for all who honor your name. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And Lord, we pray together the prayer that you yourself gave us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Our final hymn, All Glory, Laud, and Honor, number 442, verses 4 through 5.
And I thank you for listening and for worshiping with us from wherever you happen to be this morning. Uh, we forgot to go through the offering and offertory. I apologize for that. Um, so just the regular announcements for offering during this season. Um, there are three ways that you can give now, give your offering or tithe. The first way is to go to the website. That's trinity1874.com. And there is a button at the top right corner right when you open the page. It is, that button is the donate button. And so you may click on that, uh, follow along with the uh, blanks that are there. I've been told that it's very, very easy to do that. So that is one way. The second way is to drop off your offering at the church office during the church's regular, during the church office's regular business hours. That is Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, if you come to the North Breezeway, there is an offering basket there, and you may set your offering in that basket, and we will pick it up. And finally, you may also mail your offering or tithe in. Simply mail it to the church office. Uh, and our announcements for this week, for this Holy Week, please tune in to the live stream podcast at 7 p.m. for the Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday services. Both of those will be at 7 p.m. Please watch the church and school website as well. Again, that's trinity1874.com. If you want an easy way to, re- to remember that, 1874 is the year that our church was founded. And so trinity1874.com. Uh, for daily video updates from Pastor Jake and uh, the principal of our school, Mrs. Menning. Please also let the church office know if you haven't been receiving any updates this past week or if you would like to get the Sunday bulletin. Uh, we are sending those out in email. We have a, uh, quite a large email list that we are sending out. If you are not receiving those emails or would, and would like to, um, please call the church office or email us. Um, and uh, we will be very happy to get your email added to our list. And as the announcement came in, I believe it was Wednesday's email, because of the extended social distancing uh, guidelines that have been set forth by our government, unfortunately we will have to uh, not, we will not be able to gather for Easter Sunday as we would normally. Um, And so we will continue uh, to bring you the services as we have been uh, in this format. The idea is is that on the first Sunday back, whenever that Sunday is, is that we will do sort of an Easter-y celebration uh, along with that. So it it may not be actual Easter Sunday, um, but it will very much have uh, an Easter feel and sound to it. And so please uh, continue to pray that that day would hasten and that it would come quickly. And also, um, just another reminder that Thrivent is doing the $1 million online donation challenge from now through June the 30th. Thrivent will be providing an extra $1 for every $2 donated on their choice dollars list through Thrivent.com. Donations must be made online through the Thrivent Choice Giving Platform. If you have any questions about that, please contact our Thrivent representative. Um, And if you would like that number, you may call the church office and we'll be happy to give it to you. You can also find it on their website uh, online. And then lastly, please do not forget that if you wish to take communion, uh, to please send me an email or give me a phone call here at the church office to set up an appointment to do so. And as long as it is not raining out, uh, we will go outside underneath the awning 
uh, where uh, I will be able to uh, distribute communion to you. I think that is all of the announcements that we have for this morning. I want to thank again um, those who helped to serve this morning for Susan on the organ, for Bob and Carol and Catherine for singing, for um, Darren on the sound and the broadcast, and for Ken holding it down in the back, uh, and also for ringing the bell this morning as well. Again, please be, uh, please be tuning in this week, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday at 7 p.m. to the live stream uh, podcast that will be on the website. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed Holy Week, and God's blessings be upon you.
It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this radio station, KKBL-FM 95.9, or on www.freistatradio.com. 
We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Shane, and we now return you to the studios of KKBL.